When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tony Johnson, TJ, welcome in. Hi, Steffi. Um, before we talk about the games, um, there's been some interesting stats come out from uh, New Zealand Rugby about um, ball and play, actual time and play. What have you made of those? Yeah, it's more about uh, time not spent fluffing around, I think, is probably <laughs> to... The game, official uh, title. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that's my take on it. The games are, are taking quite a, a significant amount less time to complete. Uh, I, I think the official average match duration has come down from 98 minutes last year to just under 92. So you're talking about matches taking seven minutes less to play. And the, the reason for that is because they've taken so much dead time out of the game, the way they've sped it up. Uh, you, you're talking about... Um, you know, time spent um, waiting for forwards to arrive at a scrum or a line-out. They've taken almost a minute per game off, uh, you know, time less spent fluffing around over yellow and red cards with the new process with, you know, yellow card everyone, then figure out what, what was going on, whether it's a red or not. Um, a minute less per game waiting for teams to restart. Um, 45 seconds less spent on subs. Um, you know, th- th- these all add up, and they're also claiming that it's seen more points per game, uh, and, and it has gone up quite significantly. Average points per match have gone up from 53 to 61 points. I'm not sure you can attribute that totally to the new you know, laws designed to speed things up. I, I think there's been a few mismatches, um, but it could be a factor in that. And it doesn't necessarily mean that the ball is actually in play a whole lot more, although I believe it, that you know it is up. That the amount of time the ball is in play is up. But what it means is that the games aren't dragging out so much, mm. and and that's got to be good. I think it creates the perception of a of a faster game, of more action. But as I say, a whole lot less fluffing around. So I, I think they can pat themselves on the back. I think not only were these a good idea, but they've been really well managed, and I think the teams have bought into them as well. And we're not seeing all these endless stoppages for, for feigned injuries and shed meetings before every line out and stuff. It's got to be good. Um, this could be a very quick answer. If it's not, could be longer. Uh, Mikey asked, did TJ hear the interview yesterday with David Moffat? I did. I don't know whether you did or not. No. No, okay, so you can't comment on it. <laughs> I've got better things to do than listen to David Moffat. <laughs> I tell you what, it was quite well received, I must say. It did speak with a bit of clarity, yeah. but anyway, no, we'll move I'm on. Sorry, from... mate. I, I, uh, yeah, I, I've, I've heard everything I ever need to hear about you know, David Moffat. He was a very successful CEO, but, but he's just, yeah, yeah, he, he's got a lot to say about it, the game. He's been out of it for quite a long time. But, yeah, he's always always raises some headlines, doesn't he? He sure does. Um, do you know anything about an injury update with Will George? Jordan. Uh, I know he was training with the team, um, oh, uh, but whether that means he's ready to come back and play, no, I don't know. All right, Chris. I know he's been. At, you know, the main thing is, you know, he's been seen at, at training. I, I don't know whether he's in full training or anything. Um, 
I'm not really over the top. I hope he's back soon. Here's an interesting one, TJ. You're not a big betting man, uh, but it says, hey, TJ, what's a good tip for, we have a segment called Show Me The Money where a listener joins us and we try and win some money for them. What's a good tip for Show Me The Money, TJ? I've got an idea, but I'm interested in yours. That's from Craig. Well, I'd like to, tell me what his idea is. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I, I, I don't know. I always used to think that a, um, a line-out for the first stop and play was always quite a good bet. Oh, there you go. But I don't know whether that's the case anymore. You know, teams used to kick off, they'd kick deep, and, and, the, and the other team would put it, you know, maybe go a couple of phases and put it into touch. And that, that was always the one that I sort of looked at um, as, as, you know, um, the first stoppage in play. But, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I don't even bet on horses. I used to bet on horses quite a bit, but I don't, I don't really bet. So I, mm. I, I don't, I'm not sure that I'm going to be much help. More questions from the listeners. I'm liking this one from Ted. TJ, if the World Cup final was played this weekend with the All Blacks playing, who would be the starting halfback on current form? I think that's two questions. Who would be the halfback in the World Cup final, uh, and who's the Aaron be- Smith. be Aaron Smith? Who's the best halfback on current form in Super Rugby in your mind? Um, well, I, I think there's a few of them playing. Well, I, I mean, I really like um, Finley Christie, his speed to the, the, the breakdown, his ability to get the ball away. Uh, I've, I've always liked that about him. Um, I think Brad Weber, obviously, is playing really well. Uh, I've, uh, Cam Roygaard is, is really catching the eye. I, I love his, his strength, his willingness to have a go around the fringe. Um, but, but, I mean, the, the you know, the, the question is, um, who would be the, the guy? If, if, if Aaron Smith is, is still, you know, the number one guy. But to me, it, there's an interesting battle going on there. What it means is that when Aaron Smith does step aside, I think there's, going to, there's a fair bit coming up behind him, which is great. Mm. One from Josh says, Hi, TJ. <clears throat> I'm a massive Hurricanes fan, really stoked with how they're going, but they haven't played much yet apart from the loss to the Blues. Should I be... Happy over the moon, or should I be cautious? You should be happy. They're in second place on the table. They're four points behind the Chiefs. They've played uh, five, won four, lost one. And, you know, you can only play what's in front of you. Mm. And I think they're building some nice momentum. I think they're playing a good brand of rugby. They're getting really good value out of their key players and and others are sort of emerging as well. Be happy. Perfect. Don't worry. Don't, don't 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 worry about getting worried. You know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair because you might be wasted negative energy. Um, uh, the biggest match of the weekend for us here in New Zealand is the Chiefs against the Blues. It is in Hamilton. There will be a big crowd. It is a must-watch game of of rugby. Seven o'clock Saturday night. Real hard to split. Uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs have got to be favourite, Staffy. Um, Blues kind of, with a very much understrength team last week, kind of muddled their way to a win at Eden Park. It was a bit of a shame, really. You got a, a you know, a Sunday afternoon. I know there was a major counter-attraction, well, there were two, weren't there? Because you had, uh, obviously, the Warriors, but there was a V8s on as well. And, um, you know, it, just, just on, on, on the side, whose bright idea was it to play a one-day cricket international at Eden Park on the same day that the, all the club finals in cricket were being held around the city. That was really clever, that was. Oh, you know, I know. Anyone involved in any way in club cricket was occupied. 
So, yeah, congratulations. Great call. <laughs> um, but, yeah. <laughs> Can um, I just say, I've, I've often thought we've got ministers of everything in Parliament. I think we need a minister of sports scheduling because you're right with that one. And then the Blues, the Warriors and the Mystics all played at the same time in Auckland. You, you feel like sort of banging heads together, but if you can't do that, could you at least sort of get everyone together and actually sort of sit down around a table and say, look, we're really all in this together. Mm. We're in the business of getting people along to watch sporting events. We may think we're competing with each other, but actually the world would be a better place if we actually sat down and figured out and, and do what they'd do in Melbourne. We, you'd make it so that fans could come to the city for the weekend and watch a bit of everything or watch... Of the, of, of the five things that were on, at least get to see three, of, uh, four, three or four of them. Mm. But no, 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 we've got to put them all at the same time. Um, so we left that Chiefs-Blues game quite quickly. So you think the Blues and, uh, oh, sorry, the Chiefs in a narrow one? Yeah. Look, mate, yeah, look, the Chiefs to me, um, for, for a start, um, they've been helped and I don't want to put any mockers on them, but their injury toll uh, compared to, say, the Blues and the Crusaders at the moment, they're, they're trucking along pretty nicely and they've got great depth anyway at home uh, the form they're in they've, you know they've done their bit they've rested some players uh, Blues will be a lot stronger they should be much stronger than they were last week in terms of who who runs out onto the field but uh, look I, this is a really important game uh, for both of these teams the Chiefs want to keep the momentum going they want to cash in on another home crowd a, a chance maybe for them uh, you know to, to at least maintain if not stretch their lead um, but the Blues, yeah, they're on a three-win, two-loss situation, down in fourth place. Um, you know, they, they could really do with the win here. So plenty on it. But I, I just think the Chiefs at home, uh, given the strength of their roster, of their active roster at the moment, I'd have to back them to win the game. Pretty important match uh, for the Highlanders going... Taking on Moana Pacifica, Highlanders have had uh, two wins. I think they were against the Drua and the Force. Uh, Moana Pacifica, yet to see the chequered flag first. Yeah, um, and it's turning into a pretty tough season for Moana. I mean, they've been in a situation with a couple of games they could have, should have, would have, or whatever, won, won but the, it hasn't happened. Hurricanes bouncing back a bit. Uh, sorry, Highlanders bouncing back a bit. I mean, they had a pretty tough um, three games to start, and, and they've managed to pick up a couple. They've got themselves inside the eight, um, just ahead of the Fijian Drawers, so they'll, they'll want to stay there. Um, now, nah, I, I, Highlanders, I, I think, you know, when, when you look at how they, they also cope with some incredible disruption before the game last week, you hope to hit, they don't come through that, but um, I, I, you'd have to pick them, wouldn't you? I think so. I think so. Um, there's more questions here. Uh, here's this one okay with Sevu Reese gone um, should we be concerned if we got enough depth given that Will Jordan is probably 50-50 to make the World Cup well I don't know whether he's 50-50 to make the World Cup um, at all I don't think anyone's saying that are they I think there's just got a bit of an ongoing issue that that they've got to get sorted out Um, but look you know, there's plenty of form there. Um, and, and again, this is that we're worried. Should we be worried? What can we worry about? Um, I wouldn't be worried if, if, if this your the, the person who's um, um, sent this message in and has been watching, he would have seen Mark Talia, who's been absolutely lights out as a right winger. Mm. Sean Stevenson, who, although he's been playing fullback, we know he's a very good right winger. Um, and I'm 
sure that um, you know that, that Will Jordan they'll get on top of this issue. I mean, still several months to go. So I think the problem with right wing is more going to be who they're going to leave out than who who's available, who's ready to go. And the last question before we'll uh, bid you adieu is someone wants a comment on Brad Shields returning to Super Rugby next year. Yeah, it's look, it's a good situation really where a guy who's been away, he's he's achieved a lot, uh, you know, became an England international um, and, you know, good on him for taking that opportunity. He, he wasn't treated particularly uh, well, I, I didn't think, but you know, he, he comes to Adi Savia going, of course. Um, he's going to be in Japan next year. So that just brings back some um, real experience, hard-bitten experience. He's a tremendous player <clears throat> and also, you know, leadership. Uh, he's not he's not Adi Savia. Um, no one is. But when you think about, you know, how good uh, Duplessis Karifi is, you've got two or three other, you know, promising loose forwards in the mix there. You bring back this guy with all his experience. I, I think it's a smart acquisition. I do too. I'm looking forward to him returning. Um, oh, actually, one more before we go. Does Roger need to move to the wing, given now that Seve Reese is out? Uh, well, I'm, I'm not sure what the plan is there. I mean, he, he's actually started out looking pretty well, but the, the problem is with Roger is that he's going to be out himself for a wee while because he's got a bit of an injury. And so time is very much the enemy there. I thought he's looked, and what we've seen of him this year, he's actually looked better than he looked last year and, and to the point where, you know, not out of the frame. Um, I've always thought, you know, that I would have loved to have seen him start out on the wing or at fullback, although he doesn't necessarily, because people keep pointing out, doesn't necessarily have the kicking game for a fullback. But as, as a winger, I would have, you know, I'd love to have seen him a bit more. But, um, yeah, I, I, will, what people actually want to see happen, what will actually happen, never quite the same thing, are they? I, I think they've, they're committed to playing him in the midfield and, 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 you know, that's where the Blues feel they can get best value out of him. I keep saying it was interesting last week. Yep. They only went in with two back reserves, and if anyone else had gone down, you would have seen Hoskins Satutu playing in the midfield. And that could have been interesting. <laughs> there is another that one. Was the plan? There is another one from Lachlan says, "Hey TJ, first and foremost, I just want to say you're a world class commentator, and I really enjoy the games you call. So that's a big thank you, Lachlan. Question for a tragic Landers fan though: Where do they go from here? They've struggled ever since 2017-18. What do you think they need to do, or who do they need to sign to improve and become a force again? Well, the first thing they need to do is they need to get on a plane and go to uh, go to Auckland and beat Moana Pacifica this weekend, and uh, that'll you know strengthen their place in the in the top eight. Yeah, look, it's it's a it's a tricky one. Um, I, definitely, uh, a couple of good signings would be useful. I, I think it's more about you know recruiting the right players, you know, building steadily rather than trying to to splash out because that that hasn't always worked as well. Um, so I, I just think they've got to um, you know try and recruit well, look around the school scene or look around the under twenty scene, that sort of thing, and and get some good players in the bank and and bring them through and develop them. Uh, obviously, there there are plenty of good players there, um, but but it's it's yeah it's a difficult situation. I mean, you look at it at the moment where you've got the Chiefs, the Crusaders, and the Blues have all got very strong rosters. You've got the Hurricanes who who are bringing on a really good of uh, you know a lot of them quite younger players and I think I think they've got to look probably more at what the Hurricanes are doing than what the other ones are doing just to try and sort of you know 
build something over, you know, and, and so it might not be a quick fix. It might be something that takes a couple of seasons, two or three seasons, and that is really a reality of professional sport. That's how a lot of professional sports operate. It's a, it's a, it's a gradual improvement or a steady improvement rather than a rapid overnight one by signing a couple of big-name players. Brilliant. Great stuff, TJ. As always, enjoy the Thursdays, as do the listeners. Thanks for coming on. Enjoy your weekend. There he is, Tony Johnson from Sky Sport. We're going to demystify bookmaking in the horse game after the break.